Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Daily Teh, where I spill all the tea on anything and everything you need to know. I'm Jordan. And I'm Angeline, your host for today's episode. We're actually going to interview a special guest for today, which is IACT's very own Jinsen. He is a talented creative who is currently studying marketing and advertising, while also working in photography and music. So prep your tea, take a seat, and let's go. Hi Jinsen, we're so glad to have you here today. Hello, thank you for having me. First, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners who may not know who you are? Okay, so hi, my name is Jinsen, or you can call me Jin. I am currently 20 years old and I'm studying marketing and advertising at ICT College. And uh, I'd say I'm a music enthusiast, so like I do a lot of work relating to the music industry and I basically take photos, edit videos and do designing. I guess that sums up my introduction. So, could you tell us a little bit about your journey after graduating from high school? And how did you eventually end up studying in IACT College? Uh, for after high school, I was actually, I think back in high school, I was really into music. So like I wanted to be, I was actually wanting to try music, try out music. But then uh, we all know like the music industry in Malaysia is pretty, it's like very hard to make it right. So what I'll do, what I did was like, I I, I gave up on that. Lah. But instead, I tried to find a, a different pathway that could lead me back to the music industry, which was through media. Yeah, so that was where I started like learning more of what's going on in the the music industry here in Malaysia first, and then like I slowly uh started approaching or I started taking up my camera and started trying to learn how to take photos or like started to edit more videos. Yeah. Then why did you decide to go back to college again, even after leaving it for the first time? Would you say there's like a major difference between your first experience and your current experience? Yeah, I think uh. Actually, I was in Sunway University, like in twenty, like at uh, early twenty nineteen. I I went around, entered around January, and then I was like, uh, I was studying graphic and multimedia design there. However, like I think around eight months later, I decided to leave Sunway was because like not showing shit at Sunway lah. But then like the <laughs> lecturers there were like pretty old school, and then like I wasn't really learning what I wanted to learn. So I left, and then I I saw like a. Open positioning at Warner Music Malaysia uh, for in for an intern position, so I decided to like just apply and then like give it a shot, lah. So like around November was when I started interning there, and then that's where I already left Sunway. So I interned for like, and from November until uh January mid January twenty twenty, which was last year. And that's actually like a pretty big decision you made, and uh, there are actually a lot of youth out there who they're scared to start over again. After they、mm. feel they've made a wrong decision in their first, so、right. is there any advice which you would give to them? I think people should like stop really comparing themselves like to other people's. Because、uh, I have like friends who are like let's say my age, and then like they join courses like even though they be like one to two years late. Sometimes they also maybe feel like you know their their classmates are like two years younger than them, and then they feel like what have they been doing for their past two years? You know, like they should be、yeah. on par with the people their age. But then, I think. People should start seeing that everyone has their own timing in their lives, and just because you are two years late, even though like most of my classmates are like one year or two years younger than me in ICT right now, I don't really see, or I don't really peer pressure myself. I th- I, I believe that, I believe everyone has their own timing in their lives, and like, of, like when of like when things are gonna happen for them, and like I think you shouldn't just really really listen to what society always、uh, says about it. Yeah. I think even if you fail or like you you felt like you wasted two years of your、uh, of your of your college like doing something that you felt that、like, 
you didn't really actually really like doing and then you dropped off. I think it's still fine because college is just a place, I feel like in my opinion, it's just a place whereby you sharpen your skills or you hone your skills and then you sort of learn how to network with people. And mm-hmm. it's all part of like growing or preparing you for the working world. So I don't think it's a bad thing. So even though you may, you may let's say, let's say I may, I may left Sunway after like one year and I felt like I wasted one year there, but I still network, networked with some people then like I learned some stuff that I didn't really know about. So yeah, I think people shouldn't really pressure themselves, even though like if they feel like they are wasted, like they are years in college. Yeah, we really shouldn't be afraid to start over just because we might be slower than others. But why do you love this field so much and what do you think sparked your passion? Is there anything that you're really interested in? Uh, I think I think it's mainly, it mainly goes back to music once again because uh, I actually don't really know how to take photos back then. Like, I, need, I, need started, I need started learning to take photos around 2019. <laughs> it's like, because I have like friends, because back then when I was in high school, my main skill was design and video editing that's all I didn't know how to take photos I thought like the people in my high school that takes photos were like super cool and then I didn't know how to use a camera so like it was uh, around late 2019 where my college had photography class so I had to get a camera so that's when I got a camera and then then that's where I started like just going around doing the typical Instagram photography thing where I just travel around KL started taking photos of buildings and all mm-hmm. yeah and then I think what I really wanted was to because I think back in high school Ed Sheeran was like a big influence of mine so I think my dream was like to one day meet him and then like but then like uh going back to like reality is like it's you need to find I think it's impossible like, honestly to like if you are in like start trying to be a musician in Malaysia and like you you definitely won't reach that goal right so like perhaps like what other ways were there then it was through media so mm-hmm. I like I, I discovered a thing called music photography which is basically uh basically you travel along with the artist on when they're on tour and then you just take photos of them so I think that's what I really wanted to do. And then not just that, but I really like the energy at concerts, like the crowd and then like the artists, the performance. I, I like the energy and then I just wanted to capture that. that I love capturing the energy. Well, actually, a lot of youth may be interested in this field, but they don't even know where to begin. Can you share some basic things that they need to know before they step into the industry? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think everyone has the misconceptions of thinking that just being a photographer is very easy. You know, all you have to do is just get a camera, then take nice photos, and then that's it. But no, there's actually a lot of there's a lot of work that you have to really do before that. For me back then was I really I think the first step is you, you need to research, watch videos, search up uh, articles or blogs about the thing. Like for me back then, music photography was a, like a very new thing for me, and I didn't know how to like get connections because back then I wasn't really I really had no connections because I wasn't popular whatsoever so I had no uh, I think I only had like 20 something followers on Instagram back then it was like that that fresh and like I have nothing no connection so what I did back then was I looked out on a lot of YouTube videos on it and uh, I think no matter what job you do whether it be photography or like video editing or like design or like anything else first thing that everyone has to, should do is to research Google or just find out articles that you can educate yourself on the background of the field that you want to work. For me, it was that I just kept searching videos on like how to get into the music industry, or like how to get, how to build a network, or how to email people. Yeah, you know, I think I think email is a really, really. I think just because we have Instagram nowadays, that that doesn't mean that we should just DM people. But I think email is still by far of the most formal and like of the best. Uh, it's like an industry standard. I think I I I've been learning to email for a few years already. So I think emailing, emailing is a really 
some some people may say oh you know you can just whatsapp or like instagram dm but i still feel like email is like the industry standard thing and yeah mainly first step is to research yeah and then second is start doing the thing like don't just study and then like, you don't do any work right you have to put in the work so for me i uh, i have to email people I, i've emailed a lot of concert organizers like email tons of them and like not all will respond to me but that's why you know like, you, you still give it a try because what's there to lose so mm. i email and then like you can just try calling your friends to go out and then like you take photos for them and then like you trial and error from there you see what you can learn what you can experiment on and yeah mainly just first one is research about the background of what you want to do and then second is you start taking the action to to do that thing yeah yeah, those are some really great tips for the youth. Since you've already been working for a few years now, what are some of your proudest moments throughout your whole journey as a music photographer? Okay, this is a funny story because yeah, I think like, one of my proudest moments was uh, being able to photograph Shawn Mendes in 2019. Wow. The, fun, the, fun wow. Thing, the funny thing was, it was I literally like one or two months after I just caught my camera, literally. And then like oh. one of the... Uh, representatives from the concert organizer just DM'd me in one day and fun fact it was like one day before my birthday so it was like a early birthday guess I guess but before that I was actually already editing videos and then it's like just like tagging spam tagging the concert organizers of my work yeah so that's also like another way it's like you need to put yourself out there you need to do content it's like a self-initiative thing that you have to do to get put yourself out there like don't just wait for like uh, let's say you have to build your portfolio, right? Don't just wait to for people to approach you, and then only you consider that work as your portfolio. But then, most of the stuff that I do now is, nowadays are like also self-initiative. So, like if like I, I want to edit this video, and I and I feel like not because I I want to, uh, just because I like it, and I also feel like it should be on my portfolio. I think you should initiate that as well. Like if you like if you like this song, then like you you can do like an edit with it. Just go with it then like, you can use that as like a part of your portfolio as well. I think that gradually built up the preparation for it, like how the concert organizer emailed, uh, DM'd me. Because I, I believe that luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, I believe that if you really prepare yourself for like, if you believe that you put in the work and you believe that one day you will get an opportunity, I, I think that's where uh, luck comes in. Huh? Yeah, where preparation meets opportunity. For me, it was that like I spend the last like few months in a row like editing as much videos and then like just tagging these concert organizers and then like sooner or later like five months i yeah they, they dm'd me which was pretty yeah it was, it was like one of my my first ever big gigs that i've done yeah then after mm-hmm. after short minutes was why don't we i'm not sure if anyone knows them but they're like a boy band like that but yeah i think those two were like my proudest moments in 2019 when covid was still not a thing Wow, I'm sure you're happy that you've had the chance to work with some of the biggest stars right now. On the other hand, what are some of the major difficulties or challenges that you face? I think being in the creative field is very, it can be very toxic sometimes. In a sense where like, you compare yourself a lot to other people's work. Like, uh, I think back then for me, it was, I, was, I was constantly pushing myself for the wrong reasons because I was always like trying to get people's, uh, get people's affirmation of like my work so, so i'm doing things just to get people's acceptance or whatsoever and i think that's a wrong purpose uh, that you shouldn't set i think like if you want to really pursue this you should you should really ask yourself like are you doing this for the sake of pleasing people or wanting to accept people or you are doing it because you genuinely love living it and you enjoy it so for me back then was that and then how did i overcome them was that uh i think you, have, you just have to surround yourself in a group of good people 
and then that's where you may start to lose your like your main purpose was to like do this because you enjoy doing it but then over time if your ego goes up and then like yeah your purpose is changing for the sake of wanting to please everyone and then i think that's where it's wrong uh. yeah i think that's how how I overcame it was uh, i had to just tell myself that i had to stop comparing myself to other people's work and then also to like uh always keep in touch with my friends or like however it may be like your the close people that you trust and yeah and I think it's also that you need to have like a consciousness of yourself just because you think that you take photos and then like you what I don't know you put on like a filter or like a preset on your photo and you think like you're the best I think you need to have a consciousness of yourself that you are able to tell if your work is actually good or not because I've seen a lot of people not not saying that they are bad but I've seen a lot of people that just because they take photos and they put on Instagram then they feel like you know their, their, their work is the best but then in reality sometimes it, it'll just be it'll just look very normal like how everyone else does like not not saying that you can't do that I mean it's fine if you enjoy it but then it's like if you want to really put it in like a, into a career context I, I believe that if you want to really be in this industry you have to stand out because you're competing against thousands of creators out there and then I think back then I, I used to compare myself to Instagram photographers and then I always think that just because my photos are like them then it's nice but then when I take my photos and compare to like actual professionals in the industry I, I, I looked at it and I was like wow there's like so much of a big difference and then looking back honestly <laughs> I hated my photos last time but yeah it, it's really horrible it's like and yeah I think you need to have that consciousness of uh, knowing if your work is good or if your work is bad Wow you've really gone through a lot can you also share some of your experience of working while studying? Yeah, uh, I think it was it was pretty tough in the sense whereby you had to learn to balance your external work and then you have to do your college work. I think back then what I, I faced before was like people thinking I was a lazy student just because I don't know or like I don't do work, you know. Like whereas I, I was like mm-hmm. prioritizing my external work over my college work because I believe that I think that's one of the responsibilities that you have to carry on if you are to if you are to work while studying. You need to ensure that you deliver your work to the client. At the same time, you have to also do your part as a student to complete assignments. For me, better, I really like. I think my first few semesters, I I always did it very last minute. I I would always prioritize my work before my assignments. So like once my work is done, then only I I will last minute rush my assignments. And I don't I need to do that for my solo assignments. But if it comes to group assignments, you, you need to make sure that you have the accountability lah of like being a group member. You need to inform your groupmate if like you can't do if you if you're unable to do it, just tell them straight to face. Don't like don't just keep quiet and like don't say anything and then let them do all the work and then like, they see you as like someone you don't that doesn't do work, you know? Because mm. uh, yeah, I think I, I had a few times that I had to explain to lecturers or, or like students that like I have, I have things to do and like I don't I can't just because my assignments uh isn't the best that makes me like a like a useless student or like whatsoever. No, it's like I don't think I, I think people should stop really letting grades or assignments determining their value as a person because uh i think what really matters is if you know what you're doing and you know what you're doing is right for me is that not saying college is bad college is a place where everyone is learning more about themselves and like learning what they can do in the future for their career but i think for me right now is that i i still have the i'm still struggling to learning on finding how to balance my work and college because to be frank like this whole like this past uh semester i've been really uh, procrastinating a lot of my assignments i'm not sure it's because of the lockdown that made me so demotivated but i think that uh if you're in a group assignment you should be accountable for your role of being part of the group whereas if you are down to like doing individual assignments i think that's fine you can do it whatever your way yeah for me it was like i 
I rushed it a lot like, last minute because that's when I only got like the drive or the motivation to like compete it at the end when it's like a few days mm. or, like one week before that the submission but yeah I think those like that's my experience like mm. of studying in college uh. yeah then what are some of the benefits that you have gotten from it I think you don't just limit yourselves to like the benefit of that is like you're not limiting yourself just to being a student you're actually going out there and like putting your own self-initiative to want to get work experience before everyone else you know and i think that gives you an advantage because you you're able to see the working world instead of just seeing like how people see work as like it's like a college system it's like we always think that in college right we have to you know we have to like work hard really work hard to like get the best results but then sometimes you have to work smart as well and i think that's really important it's like you should know when what to prioritize and what to not prioritize or like what to make once to make the right, right decision when to not make the right decision I don't know I, see, I feel like some students sometimes they do it for the sake of they do certain things that doesn't really that's not really necessary just to get like just to aim for high marks yeah exactly it's like for me I don't really it's like I know that I, I rather much put more of my energy onto my external work than to put more on my college work and even though it may not be the super super best but I know at least that as long as it delivers the result that's all that matters instead of like always needing to give like a fancy fancy work like mm. I think you need to have your own standards as well lah. you don't just simply do like a sim- understandard performance but you need to really like ensure that even if you want to let's say like for me like even though I don't really put much effort into my college work by I, I always ensure that it's deliverable in a sense whereby it has standards it's not just like a simple uh, work that I do but yeah, like being benefits of like working outside, you get work experience that's ahead of people. I guess it's all about balancing both sides. Is there anyone specific that has helped and supported you along the way? I'd say, I think back then in 2019, I was constantly pushing myself a lot. It was mainly, mm-hmm. was, once again, I think it was like for the wrong purpose. I was doing it for the sake of wanting to get people's acceptance in what I do. But like back then, like, when my friends would after classes they would like always invite me to like go somewhere pyramid you know to hang out but then I would always like uh, reject it and I always would, like go home and then like watch more videos and educate myself on like, how to get into the industry here and there but I think uh, who really supported me was just like a small group of my uh, friends and I think that once again like I say I don't think you need the whole world to support you to do something I just believe that you just need like literally less than five people who like you really trust and who you can really be honest and and like very real with I think all, all you just really need like less than five people's support is way stronger than like the whole world acting like you know they support you this and that but they actually don't really genuinely care about what you do so I think having friends that know when to look in a it's like sometimes when we do it, we, we are so caught up in like this kind of perspective, right? That we don't see it in a bigger picture. Whereas some, some of our friends do and then that's where they'll give their inputs and then that's where they'll allow you to see in a different perspective. So I think having people that, that's able to do it is a really important thing as well, being in the creative industry. Because it can be really toxic sometimes and like very, yeah, it's an overworking industry as well. Yeah, you always need people who have your back when you're chasing your dreams. Sadly, till today, there is still a stigma against people who want to join the arts. Why do you think some people look down on the creative field and what do you have to say to them? I think it's very subjective uh, for this one. I think also like, not because of that, but we all know, I think art generally in Southeast Asia, or at least I'd say for, I think, I think other countries are starting to appreciate art more, but then I, I still feel like Malaysia is still one of the countries that undervalue art. 
like whether yeah. it be like typical traditional art or like music or like photo or video because <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to share but you know like all these boomers they think like all oh, doing this visual very, very simple like you just take mm. your camera just take uh, take photo or like you just take like a simple video or like you just open like I don't know Microsoft Excel and, and take like word art or something and then you design like the reason why you, you still go out around like let's say not now of course MCU I mean like like if you to go around Malaysia you still see like those crappy designs is because people don't appreciate art like you go see like I don't know uh, uh, roadside shops or like whatsoever it's like all the, the stuff is like so outdated and it's like very old school is because like no one appreciate art no, no one appreciates art and like they're not willing to pay for art and they don't value art is like that's one of the reasons why I, I feel like people don't appreciate art because of like they don't understand the value of it whereas let's say if you're a designer and like you go overseas and then like, you go to UK or US where people are more appreciative of art that's why you're able to like earn more for us whereas like if you're working in Malaysia and then like people always ask you like oh can I charge like 15 ringgit for a logo I'm like nah man if you want to charge 15 ringgit for a logo you might as well like go go find someone else that'll do cheaper for you because I think you shouldn't really undervalue your work just to get money I mean it, uh, it depends on the circumstances but I, I feel like if you know that your work is really good and it has value you shouldn't undervalue it and get underpaid just because there is no demand for it I think you just need to find the right niche market whereby you can sell your work to and then that people are willing to pay and I think one advice from one of my friends was uh, people will notice you if your work is good so as long as your work is good that's all that matters like you don't necessarily have to get like a like publicity that only people recognize your work. I think like even for me better than I was like only at like 20 something followers and like I just had to put out like a decent acceptable work that has its standards and the concert organizer like a few months later email, uh, emailed me. So I, I really believe that if your work is good people will notice it. Yeah like don't really bother about how many likes you're getting or whatsoever. I don't think it really matters. I think it matters is only when you need to focus on the quality instead of the quantity that you put out. Because I see a lot of people like they like to put out so much content that doesn't really have like the quality there it's like they may put out the they may put out like a lot of photos whatsoever but then they all look the same it's like what's what's the what's so special about it already you know it's like everyone's doing it at the same time it becomes it becomes like a norm already it's like there's nothing special about it anymore people should learn to uh focus on the quality of their work and you just have to find a market a niche market whereby people are willing to pay yeah but once again, it all becomes, uh, depends on the circumstances of that individual situation in their life. Like if they are really struggling with like financially and then like, of course like I can't say much because like, they have to put food on the table more, so then they have to take whatever people are just willing to pay. But yeah, it comes down to circumstances. It's a very subjective thing. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Can you tell us a bit about what you're currently working on? Uh, I think I'm looking forward to one of the, the SOS assignments for, for me for this semester. Like the live stream one. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pitch a. I'm trying to come up with a campaign for it with this a local band. And I think if things go well, it could be a pretty awesome project or a campaign. But other than that, I think for now there's really nothing really much for me that I'm working on. I, I feel like I'm taking this pandemic break as a as a break from the world, I guess, or like the working the working world for now. Like just like a short break. Because I believe that you need to have balance in everything that you do. And like you can't just hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. Like you are a human being too, and sometimes you just need rest, lah. Because you're you're a human, ma. Like you, you're not a robot. I definitely have like a lot of plans in my head to like do. Like I want to do these projects here and there, but then for now, when with this whole COVID thing, I don't think it's really possible. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'll see what projects would be in store for me when this whole COVID thing is over. Well, take a good rest for now, and we wish you all the best for the future. As your final words, what advice do you have for the youth who wants to be part of a creative field just like you? 
I think I think the first thing is that you shouldn't just because you don't know it doesn't mean you can't do it. Like our friends who 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 tells me like they want to do things here and there, but then they don't really take the action for it to to actually learn or like to execute their their the things that they have to do. Because just because like like back then I I think I started at a young age lah. Like I I would learn how to edit or design on YouTube when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old after UPSR, and it took years. To get to, not saying I'm the best right now. I'm still learning every day, but like, it took years to get the the skills that I harness today. And it's just whether are you willing to are you willing to put in the effort and like to learn and to to have the humility to learn from people. Like as nowadays, I still do approach. Like sometimes I just uh, message people who are like professionals in the creative field, and then like some of them like are genuinely people who who are willing to help you as well if they see that you have the the will and the d- determination. People are actually willing to help you. It's just that are you willing to take the initiative to do what you have to do or, or what what you want to do? And like because of that, you shouldn't really compare yourself to what everyone else is doing. Everyone else is still learning. And like creative, I think art is very subjective. Once again, in general, I think for me, art is something that as long as it leaves people with an an impact on their emotions, I think that's what art is about. So some people may like some people may not. I have friends who don't like some of my photos, but then and I used to like feel very sad about it. But then like over time, I believe that everyone has their own own like has their own taste or like their own views on art. So so some people may like my photos, and some some of my friends don't. Nowadays, like even my friends tell me like, oh, they don't like this my this photo, and like I'll be like, okay, fine, that's your opinion, but that's not. But I still like it. So, but that doesn't mean you just blindly like think that your all your work is good, lah. You need to have some sense as well. Like like I say, the consciousness. Like you need you you should really you should be able to tell like if your work is good or is it bad. One way to uh to know if your work is good is you compare your work instead of comparing your work to people on Instagram. Uh, compare your work to professionals in the industry. I think then that's where you can really tell if your work is actually really good. Because I used to put myself as a, I was like compare myself to Instagrammers, uh, photographers. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I feel like if you want to take your thing to the next level in terms of career-wise, you should really compare your work to professionals. And I think since. Since last time, I always like to compare my work to Instagram photographers. There, I always think like my work is good. But then, when I compare my work to professionals, it's like a whole new level. And I think since then was when I really started comparing my work to actual professionals from the industry. I think that's where it challenges you as well to step out from your comfort zone and learn new things. So first is make sure before you want to join a creative field, make sure that you you have your purpose and that make sure that purpose will carry you for the next few years if you really want to go all in for it. Second is like don't compare yourself to people. Everyone has their own journey, has their own timing. Just because I have friends who envied me, just because I I got to shoot Shawn Mendes at like 18 years old. And for me, I believe like if I believe luck is where preparation meets opportunity. I believe that if you really put in your work and that and if your work is really good, one day you will definitely have the opportunity. But then you also have to make sure that you work smart also lah. Like I said, don't just work hard. Like work smart in the sense of by learn to learn to find managers' emails. That's what I do. Like sometimes I'll just let's say there's like this concert coming over, and then I'll just uh, email the organizers or like I'll find the artist's manager's email and I'll just email. And then so what if I don't get any response? It's fine. You know, you just carry on. You just keep doing it. And one day I believe like if your work is really good lah, you people will really appreciate it and they'll actually respond to you. So yeah, make sure that you have the right purpose before you step into this creative field. Don't do it for the sake of wanting to be like people, but do it because you genuinely want to learn and you and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree with what you just said. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you so much, Jensen, for joining us for this episode and sharing your wonderful insights with us. Make sure to check out Jensen's Instagram at Jen Official. 
So, we have come to the end of today's episode and we'd love to hear your thoughts on our discussion today. Share your thoughts on our Instagram at theyouth__official__ or send us an email at youthofficial2020 at gmail.com. You can email us any questions or topic suggestions and do remember to also check out our website and Instagram account for more information. It's us, for the youth, by the youth, about the youth. Till next time, Jordan and Angeline signing out.